for coaches by coaches. This is Soccer Chat with Nick Rizzo and Sean Sutterling. What's up, everybody? This is Sean from Soccer Chat. Nick's going to join us here in just a little bit. But as always, Soccer Chat is powered by Exact Sports. Go check them out. They've got some great ID camps going on across the country right now. Some nice little one-day camps to get you ready for the summertime for their academic 50 camps. I've just done three of them already. I had a blast. The players had a blast. The coaches had a blast. Go check it out. ExactSports.com. I've actually got another one coming up next weekend in Cincinnati. So if you're going to be in the Cincinnati area, make sure to check us out over at ExactSports.com. We've got some great guests on that's going to uh, kind of tell you about their transition from playing professionally to becoming coaches and and still wanting to play professionally. So that transition of having to go back and forth, uh, you know, also the transition of coaching young ones and then older ones right back to back from each other. Uh, just a super cool episode with a couple of, of young coaches who are, who are getting involved in things now. And they've even went so far as to start their own women's professional indoor team uh, that I am fortunate enough to, to help out and be a part of. And just a great chat, great interview, two people who you could tell played college together, uh, good banter between the two, and just a really fun episode I think you're all going to enjoy. But remember, if you haven't signed up for United Star Coaches Convention in Anaheim in January, do it now. I know what you're saying, man, like it's kind of expensive and I need to save money. It's the holidays. Well, guess what? Soccer Chat's here to help out. Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT24 when you register and save some cash. Put may say it's like a Christmas present to yourself. That's that's what I'm doing. It's it's a Christmas present to myself to go out to Anaheim, California and get to see all of you. Yes, there's great, great presenters like Randy Waldrum and, and many, many others that are going to be speaking at the convention. But the best part is you're going to be networking and meeting other coaches who are doing the exact same things you are. And you guys can even come see Nick and your boy over at Media Row. It's going to be in the exhibit hall while convention is going on. I want to meet you. Nick wants to meet you. And we just all want to meet each other. And you can do that by signing up for the United Soccer Coaches Convention going on in Anaheim. And make sure until December 20th, not the 21st, the 13th, you have until December 13th to use the promo code SOCCERCHAT24. All right, enough of me talking. This is a great episode. You're going to love it. Make sure to keep tuning in. We're going to give you that code another time here coming up to get registered for convention because we're trying to get these two to do the same thing. So. Let's go hear how they're going on with their coaching journey and how they just decide, you know what? Hey, let's start a women's pro team. illustrious guest illustrious illustrious guest that we can't wait to introduce to you all 
at Soccer Chat. Uh, the 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 big thing around kind of where I'm I'm at is uh, new teams keep forming, new clubs keep forming, and there is now this like I don't know how else to to say it unless I'm going to use what they actually use on their bio is this club for just like empowering badass women. And I'm so excited to have with us, I guess you guys would be the co-founders or I think it said like you're the GMs or what, what were your titles on the Instagram post? I don't remember. Is that okay? <laughs> I think, I, I think we, we're, we're calling ourselves, we are co, we are co-founders. Okay. Yes, we're co-founders. Okay. Yes. Well, we've got, we've got the co-founders of the Louisville Triumph. That was the first and original name that they had. Louisville Triumph, the co-founders, we have Kayla Dickerman and Aaron Yenny, former college teammates who made their ways into the pros and then kind of got into coaching a little bit. And Aaron's got some experience on the indoor side, which is what the Louisville Triumph is. It's a uh, professional women's indoor team. And so we kind of want to get into it, but kind of, you know, whoever wants to start, give us a quick little like background on yourself. I do know that from... Uh, a little birdie that's been on our show numerous times that um, Kayla is the pride of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. And I, I've got plenty of stories about how much of an icon and a legend she is uh, back in, in Iowa. Oh, it's funny. I'm actually back in Iowa right now. Oh, did they, did they have like a no, ticker tape parade when you came in? Nobody stopped me in the street. I have not signed one autograph yet. So well, it's because you, ha- cause sure you have your happening. hood up. You got your hood up. I they know. can't see you. It's too cold up here. We have to be so bundled. It's just nobody's seen my face yet, I think. Yeah. I just need to I need to take the hood off, and I'm sure it's just going to be crazy right, so down here. I actually coached high school in Iowa for like a hot sec. Which high school did you go to? I went to Kennedy. Okay. I uh, I coached at Dubuque Waller, so we were in the same conference. Oh, cool. That's did you, awesome. Could yeah. you coach against her? Uh, no, I coached on the boys' side back then. Oh. Okay, um, okay. What year? I guess what years were you there? Like what years were you in high school? It would have been 2010 to 2014. Okay, we would overlap. I would have been there until I would have been there coaching from eight to like eleven. You and guys you don't the, remember me? No, that, I was on the yeah, side. No, you is, guys had two coaches that would, by rumor, not take a salary because they were both loaded and just like you guys always had on the boys' side, always had the best uniforms. They're always decked out in new Nike gear. I think it was. It was. You guys had like a like like it was rumored that your two coaches who were like these unique guys like and they just didn't take a salary and would just like deck your team out in like the best gear. Yeah, I don't know their story. I don't know their story, but I agree they did have always the nicest jerseys, and that stopped on the boys' side. That didn't that didn't transition over to the girls, unfortunately. So we had (laughs) to uh, we were we had some we had some outfits. We were green and gold, but. Yeah, it wasn't. The, I felt like every year the boys had something new, and I was like, "How? Wh- where did that? You, we also play at the same school. It's fine, whatever." <laughs> the rumor was they were loaded, didn't take a salary, and just would like use their own money to deck their teams out. That was the rumor. Maybe, on the street. maybe in the week that I'm here, I'll go and and do some investigative journalism yes, yes, and try is, and figure it out. I'll report back to soccer chat. I'll have yeah, to come perfect, back. Perfect. We, we'll I, I think I'm. I think I'm more disappointed that like every person I've talked to from Iowa that's been involved in Iowa soccer knows Kayla and Nick. The fact that you did not know during your time there, I don't care if you were on the guy side, you must have like had your head in the snow or something because everybody it, it, that I know I, with Iowa soccer knows Kayla Dickerman. I know, Sean, everyone around you that knows Iowa soccer, I've paid. 
secretly i've just been oh, like oh no don't you gotta tell, tell that. sean that i'm really cool i i swear don't tell me that don't <laughs> tell me that here we are we're giving you the ultimate hype machine which is kind of what we are but okay we've already talked about you know your your superstar legend of iowa give us a little bit more about yourself yeah so i obviously am from cedar rapids iowa um i yeah, went yeah. down to louisville to play uh 2014 to 2018 so uh aaron and i were on the same team for a year um and that's where we met after that i played uh, she made you dress up like justin bieber yeah my, my freshman year we don't have to tell everybody about that but uh <laughs> now people are gonna ask for photos and it's gonna be a whole no thing, one was gonna yeah. ask for her photos until you just brought it up <laughs> now yeah, I'm there are send photos. out the photos willingly <laughs> no um yeah so we yeah did some justin bieber talent shows together it was a great time um, I played overseas uh, in Switzerland and Iceland and then trained a couple of other places. Yeah, which we'll, I'm sure we'll have some time to talk about all the pro stuff. Okay. Aaron's got, Aaron's got a lot of that too. Um, but yeah, and then came back, uh, Louisville felt like home to me. Uh, I feel like I always say Iowa's my hometown and Louisville is my home base. Like it's where I want to be and I choose to to live so yeah we're back in Louisville and uh both Aaron and I had the chance to play some indoor her also longer than I have and we just decided this past I don't know six months to say hey let's let's make an indoor soccer team um for badass women like ourselves and uh see what happens see who's interested see how we can compete uh make it really high level and bring in some of our high level experience into the coaching and playing side and yeah so that's where we've reignited our friendship that alone we haven't talked since my freshman year of college and just i'm just kidding we've been talking for a long time but yeah so that's a little bit about me Kayla also has the unfortunate to have to train uh, Quinn Sauterling. Uh, so I think <laughs> you may be the privilege and the pleasure. To train. Right. I get to, I get to train her. <laughs> I've, she's way nicer to you than she is to me. I think you're probably <laughs> the second or third person who's been on the show that can take that claim. And there's another claim that no one on the show can say except for you, but we'll get into that later. Aaron, you've been so silent. Now it's your turn. Give us a, a little <laughs> bit about your background. How do I top that? Like the queen. I know you're not from Iowa. How do you top it? I mean, it's just it's just Iowa. Like it's it's like it's not pretend like it's the best state ever. The fact that three people on here of the four have like some sort of connection to Iowa or like me in Iowa is just you'll never find that ever again. So I'm trying to take this with me as long as possible. That's lies because in Anaheim, Iowa. In Anaheim, any person I meet that's from Iowa, I'm just gonna say Kayla Dickerman, and they're gonna be like, "Do you know her?" We'll gonna, see how that works. I'm gonna have to FaceTime you. I'm gonna have to FaceTime you so many times so that people believe yeah. that I know who you are. Oh, yeah, I mean, people know who you are anyway. That's why. That's yeah, why you're I'm the, you're to the pride this, of Ohio, cause... right? <laughs> well, I'm from a small town in Ohio called Troy. Um, and the pride, so the pride of Troy. Sure, I can. I guess one could say that. But um, no, I I am from Troy though, and um also played soccer at louisville um kayla was a freshman my senior year so we got to play one year together and then um i went off and i played kind of all around i went first to sweden then to columbia then was in chicago then a short stint in seattle then finland and eventually my last season was in turkey um 
in Istanbul. And then, so that was about a year and five months ago that I retired from playing professionally and decided to move back to Louisville because similar to Kayla, um, while I was here in college, I just kind of fell in love with the city and felt like home away from home. And so, yeah, I moved back here and, um, I, got an engineering job and kind of was just the last year transitioning yeah. life. No big deal. That was so, so <laughs> lowly like dropped. Uh, I just got like, 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 I'm just smarter than all you guys on the podcast, but I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I literally don't. I never think about it like that. I just think of it as I got a big Spoken girl. Like job, a basically. true engineer. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I mean. Um, and so the last year has just been, working on transitioning after devoting my life to playing soccer. I thought she was saying she was devoting herself to transmissions because I was thinking of like actual engines. Uh, No, I'm not that kind of engineer. (laughs) Or not that kind of devoted. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, or that. Okay, so I got two questions as follow-up to that. One, where did you go in Columbia? Because I have some friends that live there. I played in, I lived in Bogota. Soccer chat is worldwide. You played for who? Sorry, played for Santa Fe in Bogota. Nice. Uh, they're from Cali. Uh, also, have okay. you ever played the game Pandemic, like the board game? Uh, no. Because you have hit like it's it's a game where you essentially try to fight like world diseases. It's a board game, but you've hit like four of the major cities in that game. Uh, my <laughs> wife would be like very impressed because we play that game. All. <laughs> She's and the a second nurse. thing in preparation for this inter- uh, interview, I was watching interviews that both of you guys done. Is it true that you used to take ferries to one of your game uh, for one of the professional teams you play on? You would take ferries across the one like I across the sea essentially and stay overnight on ferries before you would play games. And I want to hear the follow up to that question. This is true. This is true. We did. This is when I played in Finland and um, I lived on an island right outside of Finland. It's actually an island between Sweden and Finland. And because we were on an island, all the other teams we played in Finland were in the mainland of Finland. So our home games, teams would take a ferry to us usually the day before. I don't know. Maybe they did what we did and did it like during the night and then play that next day. But when we had away games, we would take a ferry boat like at we'd probably get to the ferry station around 10 or 11 at night the whole team all the gear all the coaches everybody hop on get into your cabins bunk beds like tiny little bunk beds four people into a tiny little closet room and we'd sleep uh try well we wouldn't really sleep at least i didn't sleep that well and then we'd arrive to helsinki um around eight in the morning We'd eat breakfast on the ferry and then we'd drive another, you know, two, three hours to our game and we play our game and then we come back on a ferry that night. So it was not super ideal for getting rest the night before a game, especially again, when like, it, it can't be understated that half of your games are away games. Like, right. You know, like 50 like percent of your games you had to do this for. Right. It is wild. Yeah. I don't ever want to hear any of my kids ever complain about our travel ever again. <laughs> ever again. <laughs> yeah. Like, I will make you sleep in a ferry in a bunk bed next time. No like, kidding. No kidding. Yeah. We'll figure out a way. So Nick, I'm going to drop a bomb on you since you did your research. I, I can't say that I did Sean, research. you did research? No, I didn't. Oh, really, okay. it, was, it, it was just me listening to conversations. Um, I feel like I've, I'm trying to become Kayla's biggest hype person in the world because Kayla is the only person on soccer chat that can claim this. And I would actually like to think she may be the only American to do this as well. But 
the Kayla Dickerman here scored a goal in the knockout round of the Champions League against Manchester City. No one else on Soccer Chat can ever say that. No one that we've had on. That's... And I was going to do my research and figuring out if an American has done that. Um, and I did not do that. I can but... confidently I can confidently say that the best chance is maybe Lindsay Horan or Kat Mercario. And like those are, if you're one of those three, that's probably a good three to be a part of. Yeah, I'd love to be in any sort of sentence with them ever <laughs> in my life. That's I, all. But, but I think you did it before they have. So like they're in the sentence with you. Oh, okay. That's look, if that's how we got to say it, I mean, I'll just I'll take first, that the, with me. <laughs> the first American female to score in a Champions League knockout round. I mean, Twitter bio. Hello. Um, <laughs> what well, uh, I just loved when I was doing the research on you, you have like an I do you know what like FBREF is. It's like it like documents like international soccer stats. Like you actually no. have a profile on there, which is pretty sick. And and Aaron, you also have a wicked people. People, Aaron, you have a people are listening. They can't see this, but Kayla was just fist pumping. <laughs> and Aaron has a Wikipedia page, which always makes things so much easier when the guests have Wikipedia pages. I'm like, it's like a life goal. I have two life goals: to get a Wikipedia page and to be <laughs> famous enough to be. You guys know the like the hot ones. Like it's like a podcast. Yeah. Like, where like he, you eat increasingly hotter wings while you're being interviewed. Yes. <laughs> I want to become famous enough to go on that show. So those are my two goals. And Aaron, you're one of Nick, those two. Goals. Nick says that, but every time that we do the show live at convention, like he'll go to like sessions and whatnot. And literally the moment I step through the doors to the moment I leave, everybody goes, hey, Sean. Hey, where's Nick at? <laughs> oh, Sean, what's going on? Hey, where's Nick? <laughs> Like, well, That's because Sean spends okay. his whole show hyping me up, which which he does to everyone <laughs> that comes on. He's the best hype man of all time. Nick is I know you guys at a convention sound like a lot of fun. I feel like now that we're kind of coaches and GMs around here, maybe we need to get some tickets and and go and see what this it's, is all about. Well, it's funny it, you say that because we have a discount code that people can use until December thirteenth. Get yourself look a at discount. that plug. Hashtag. I feel, like you, I feel like you set us up for that one, but we'll take it. <laughs> look, we can do an alley oop and a dunk all day. I'm fine with it. <laughs> Well, speaking of that, hey, let's go listen to a commercial right now where you can figure out how to get that discount. Ignite your passion for soccer coaching here. The 2024 United Soccer Coaches Convention in Anaheim is not just an event, it's an experience. This year, we're featuring some of the biggest names and minds in soccer. Leonard Griffin from Calman Soccer, Carla Thompson of San Diego Wave FC, and the incomparable Randy Waldrum, head coach of the Nigeria Women's National Team. Dive into immersive field sessions that cover contemporary topics from transition tactics and modern play to the evolution of goalkeeper training. But that's not all. The business of soccer flourishes inside the exhibit hall. Witness hundreds of brands from around the world unveil the latest products and services hitting the market and personally engage with industry leaders from across the globe. This is your chance to learn from the best and discover the future of soccer both on and off the field. And here's the kicker. Prices are set to increase after December 13th, so why wait? Use the promo code SOCCERCHAT24, that's SOCCERCHAT24, and join us at a special price of $425. Shape the future of soccer with knowledge from the best in the business. Download the United Soccer Coaches Convention mobile app today to view the full lineup of presenters at the world's largest event for soccer coaches. You can join us today at a discounted rate just by making sure to use the promo code SOCCERCHAT24 when you register for the 2024 United Soccer Coaches Convention. So, okay, so you just kind of got on about 
uh, you know, being coaches and GMs right now. And, and Kayla, you've kind of been coaching for the last couple of years, at least what I, I've known. Uh, so I, I get to see Kayla frequently now with, with racing, but then uh, the last couple of years, uh, Quinn would guest play for us. So we always heard of the the mysterious and amazing coach Kayla, but I think it was like the FC pride tour. It was the first time I actually like got to meet you and, and, and chat for a little bit. Um, what was that transition like for you going from playing? I know you did play last summer, um, for, for USL, but like, what was that transition for you going from that playing style or from that player into coaching, which now, I mean, a little of you, a little bit of you still wants to come, wants to play professionally. And now you're going to transition a little bit back, but you've gotten more because you're a coach now. So like, what's yeah. those two transitions been like for you? Cause there's probably somebody who's listening. Who's like, all right, I want to become a coach, but I really like playing. Okay. Well, I'm gonna become a coach, but I really miss playing. What are those transitions been like for you? Yeah, I would, I feel like I still talk to people and whenever I'm talking to people and, and they consider me a coach, I still say, no, I'm not a coach. I'm a player. <laughs> and I don't know when that transition will fully happen for me. I think it's, it's really easy to, to say that I'm a player, especially cause that's what I'm more interested in right now. Like that's where I'm more of my focus is, but I feel like when you have either like a level of technicality that you've reached in the game that, that, you know, or when you have enough passion about it, I feel like becoming a coach is almost just inevitable. Uh, and I, I notice even with our triumph trainings, both Yenny and I having the experiences that we've had, I feel like just are naturally wanting to coach. I mean, Yenny is going to be a player coach this season, so she already's got that title. But I think even just in when when you know enough about the game or you feel like you know enough about the game, it's easier to ex expel that energy or that knowledge to others. And so that was a part of the reason why I got into it. Another part was a little bit for like some side hustle money initially. And now I feel like I tell everybody, Oh, I like, I don't need this job. Like I should just quit. And then I seem to keep coming back. So I must enjoy it more than even what I'm giving myself credit for. I think the players help a lot, but what was really interesting was my first year of coaching. I had 2013s and then I also had 2006s. So it was U9, and then it was also U16, and they were back-to-back. -back. So having to learn not only just coaching jargon in general, but then having to learn how to coach nine-year-olds and tie shoes in one session, and then to turn around and coach 16-year-olds who want to learn about through balls and delayed runs and things like that, it was it was definitely eye-opening. And I feel like it gave me more opportunity to understand the sport just at all different levels. Like if I can explain it to someone else, then I can, I can turn that into my own playing and hopefully get better on the ball when I'm training. Going from little kids music to little Uzi vert in a span of, of two sessions back to back. Um, you know, Aaron, for you kind of, how's that transition transition for you? I mean, obviously you're going to be player slash coach. Um, you know, what's, what's kind of been the point for you where you realize, Hey, I can, I can explain this stuff to people and, and I can see them do it once I've explained it to them. Yeah. I think I've always been someone who's really loved the details um, when I coach and, and the little bit of coaching that I was doing while I was playing was more um, like personal training, like one-on-one -on -one training or small group training. And I found that I really connected with that a lot more than, than the idea of me coaching an entire team. I felt like, I really loved the chance to 
to talk one-on-one with a player, get to know what kind of communication that player wants and needs, what motivates that player, and then to build that relationship and then just take little step-by-steps to see that player grow. I've always just kind of gravitated towards that and the player development side. So I think now that I'm done playing and, um, you know, pursuing it for my, for my job and getting to still be involved with the game where I can play, but also then now share, have a, have an environment where I truly can share my knowledge with other people um, and players while also still sort of living out the passion of getting to play as well competitively. It's, um, it's been, it's been fun. I think it's a balance that I'm still trying to figure out because my go-to mindset is, has always been a player. So I go to training and I'm like, oh, I'm ready. Like somebody tell me what to do. Like I want to hop in and just enjoy the game. But now knowing that I have the chance to also share things with others um, is exciting. And so that's just something that I'm looking forward to this season. Have you guys felt that coaching has made you a better player? Definitely. And how so? Yeah. Like what? I, I guess like what about Bale it? and I actually talked about this for like an entire practice once. <laughs> yeah, we sometimes when we get talking, we're not coaching, which is partially, you know, we're supposed to be there to coach. But I feel like it's some of these conversations you can talk about with other coaches and other people who've had that experience forever because it's just really interesting. But we only do it but, when it's just three v three tourney day. Yeah, we we got to give coach pointers when we're actually supposed to be coaching, of course. 3v3 like you're supposed to let them be creative and do their own thing, right? That's Yes. That's yes. my argument. During the the play not practice play part of our sessions, <laughs> that's when we we converse about how dope uh her goal against Man City was and all these other things. <laughs> yeah. But back to the question about the coaching and being a player situation, for me, I feel like I've had such an opportunity to work with little kids that it's given me the chance to simplify decisions or simplify spatial awareness down to to even nine and 10 year olds. And so I feel like if I can explain that specific, like something so specific to them, then I can be able to see that a little bit more often in even my play at like a higher level. And so for me, that's been a big thing that I've noticed is just being able to, if you're simplifying tactics down to that level, then like, if I'm going to tell them something to do, I feel like I should be able to do that too. Maybe not like a Maradona or some of these things that we're teaching them now. I hope they're way better technically than I am, but even just like spatial awareness or understanding the game, if they can do it, then I need to put that into my play. Yeah, I I totally agree with Kayla. I think anytime that you're explaining something to other people, you have to have a certain amount of understanding yourself. And every time you're saying something out loud, you're reinforcing those ideas in your own mind. And those will come out, you know, naturally in other situations when you're under less, when you're under more pressure with less time. So I think that in itself of just being able to speak those things, but also when you're coaching, you're you're looking at everything from a different perspective and you're analyzing from another lens that now you're almost, you're getting extra, you know, it's almost like extra game film that you're like analyzing in your own brain for yourself as well, maybe even subconsciously. And so there's that aspect. And then I think the other one is 
is just the mental side. Like I notice when I'm working with players or when I have worked with players, like the things that I find, I find myself telling to these players are things that I want myself to say to myself. And sometimes I don't say to myself, but when I know that I'm saying it to another player and I can see like the drive in them, I can see the motivation, I can see what fires them up. That just kind of reminds me of like how to be nice to myself, like how to motivate myself, how to just adapt in certain situations that maybe aren't the most, you know, the best. So I think there's all of those areas kind of go into helping you as a player. Yeah. And I, I think it's it's super interesting to both your points. Say, I, I remember when, and you guys both play a significantly higher level than I did, but I remember when I had my own. That's the thing about our show is everybody is so much more like better at everything soccer related than Nick and myself. So much better. Coaching, playing, just. We really created the show just to like take ideas and stuff from other people. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and in that way, it's been a huge success. Absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, I remember from my own experience, just being able to like, it, it forces you to think about soccer from a different perspective. Like what, depending on the position that you play, like I was a center mid, you would think about things as a center mid, but then when you coach, you're like, oh, I need to know what the backs are doing. I need to know what the forwards are doing. I need to know what the keepers are doing. And so it kind of forces you to like think outside the box in terms of your own position. And so I remember going back to playing after coaching and being like, oh, like when the defender gets the ball, this is the pocket I need. Like, this is what they're seeing when they get the ball. But it's like having never been an outside back, like, and never played it in my life. Like, I never really saw it from their shoes before. And so was, and I thought that was always very unique. And, but I, I again, coaching a variety of ages too is always kind of fun because, like, I, I think one of the biggest benefits about coaching is you always have a ball at your foot too. And so, like, when you're going to play like later, it's just like, one of the most, the best things about soccer is like, it's your comfortability with the ball. And so like, even when you're coaching like youth kids and like playing sharks and minnows, you know, if you have 15, seven year olds chasing you around, trying to steal the ball from you, the way you have to manipulate the ball to keep away from them. It's like, it's obviously not going to simulate a game situation, but it, it also can provide different benefits that you like, and again, you're just always around a ball. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Something I was going to ask you all kind of go into the, move into the triumph thing triumph you know, because thing. we want to inter introduce that to, to everybody. So kind of, you know, how did it come about, you know, tell us about the players, about the staff, like what has kind of gone into, you know, starting your own team and, and, you know, the, the conference that you're going to be in and things like that. And kind of just give us, you know, from, from ground zero, how it got started to, to where you're at now. Sure. Um, we, Kayla and I both actually played in in the indoor league it's called the premier arena soccer league the pasl we played on that um together actually last winter and i played on on that team in cincinnati a couple years prior as well and that sort of um <clears throat> is what was initially part of the motivation for us to start a team was we were driving two hours one way up to cincinnati to play on this team and and the cincinnati team it's it's an amazing group of players an amazing group of girls um, just super high quality, like players and people. And so it was, um, worth it for us to go do this. And it was, it was a high level. Um, but we both felt like we know that there was already kind of a, a culture of indoor female soccer players in Louisville. And there just kind of been like some whisperings and some talk last winter. And then, um, and then throughout the spring and the summer. And I just kind of felt like it was waiting for us to do it. Like it was just there. And I, I, 
you know, I wanted to make sure that I was ready, like after playing to have the, just the passion to do it. And I think I needed that time to reignite a little bit of that passion around the sport. And um, so, yeah, it, it kind of really just like unraveled or spiraled, I guess, kind of naturally. We just had a couple conversations and then before we knew it, we we're like, Oh, like this is happening. Like we're doing this. Imagine I think just a conversation was- of like, Hey, do you want to start a team? Yeah, let's start a team. <laughs> And not like some like, not some like beer league team. No, we're going to start like a legit team. Yeah. It was kind of like us having multiple conversations of like, like looking at each other and being like, so what do you think? (laughs) Um, And kind of going back and forth and talking to different people, you know, we were talking to other, other players, um, trying to gauge interest, trying to see, you know, what's here. Can we do this? Do we have the people who want you know, to help us, to support us. Um, and so after just multiple conversations like that, it, it kind of just started happening without us even almost <laughs> deciding. Yeah. And then it was like, well, I guess we're doing this. And we're it felt almost it. as if it felt as if at the beginning, it was like, okay, well, if we were to make a team, like what would the team name be? Or <laughs> if, if yeah. we were, if we did want to do this, what would the logo look like? And then, <laughs> and then Kayla just starts making logos. And I'm like, yeah, I love it. It's great. I freaking love it. That's the mind of a creative. <laughs> well, well, for the record, Yenny, you said, yeah, I love it. Can you move this one thing? And then just edit that color of that one thing. And then what if we looked at it like, Four different other ways. Like, do we think maybe spoken like <laughs> that's a, true a whole creative. different conversation? <laughs> true creative. That is, that is true. And Kayla graciously um did each one of those requests. <laughs> yeah. Small Kayla, why did why didn't you put like a like silhouette of yourself in the logo? I know. I should have just made it all about me. Like, come on. <laughs> At this point in time. <laughs> Missed opportunity. Yeah. No, but it was like I felt like the conversation started just so naturally and and we both had the interest it was just a matter of what would go into it and even still i don't think we fully recognized what all is going into it what has gone into it what will go into it but what basically happened was you know we were like let's make a business and then let's do logos and names and let's get well we were like do we need like how do we do a business and what is that and what does that mean and what are taxes like and (laughs) for that and like there's a lot of those kind of conversations about well if we did this like what does that entail and but then we were you know had conversations with um, you know, with the coach from the Cincinnati team we played on and he's very involved with the league itself and he seemed I mean people were from outside of Louisville. So like people in the league and other teams, they, they kind of wanted us to do it. There's, there was interest in us creating a team because the league is trying to grow and they're also, they want there to be high quality competition. So I think, especially even Cincinnati, they, they want to have another competitive team nearby. So it was like people were, were, you know, giving us good vibes about this being a good thing. And I think that was just a combination of all those things that we were like, okay, like this, yeah, let's do it. And we did it and we're still doing it. We're just taking it day by day and learning so many things every day. Um, But it's been, um, it's been fun to have this new kind of challenge. No, that's awesome. Like what, what, what has been some of the biggest challenges with it? Oh my, I guess, um, 
I think just everything from from the business side, um, knowing what to do when, how to do it, and then the other big thing is like is just raising money with sponsors and getting getting that secured to know, okay, we're going to have, we're going to, we know we're going to have these training times or, you know, actually just starting up is like, oh, do we have money to even do a tryout? Like, where are we going to get that money? And do we have money to pay the league fee? And, um, and then what, what actually is, is the, the season going to entail? Like how much money do we need to have? And just, yeah, making a budget and, um, and looking into things, um, like going into that, I think, every kind of step along the way has presented some challenges in that way. Not to mention we did have to do kind of a rebrand um, as well. So that was fine, but um, that kind of took some time. It was as such well. a flawless transition from the original concept to what it became. Yeah. So like, like we you moved guys on. We're it. triumphant. You are, yeah. you are triumphant. <laughs> Kayla, yeah. I don't know, do you have any other yeah, I was going to say, I, I think there's like large challenges that we could look back on and definitely itemize. But I feel like the big thing with both of us, having had it, like a professional experience and also having had experiences that didn't feel professional, but might have titled themselves as for both of us. I feel like we are really trying to be intentional about what we're offering people and and what our product is looking like. Obviously, we know we have a long way to go with how it's going to look on the field. We're we're still babies with our with our team, but I think we want to do things in the right way. And and that comes down to questions about like how do we operate our tryout? Or what does that look like if we are saying yes or no to certain players? Or even like if we're having people help us out, how are we going to give back to them? Or how are we going to give back to the community? There's a lot of different things that I feel like we're thinking about within this whole process that um, can add their own challenges, even if they are small. I feel like Yenny and I are talking five times a day every day about just like something new that came in our mind and be like oh well do we write thank you cards or do we ask this person to ask that person about sponsorships or just any sort of thing we are communicating often about this and all of all of the little challenges so, so yeah we have oh sorry Go ahead. I, to, to stem off that if either of you guys know the comedian uh nick bergazi i think his name is or nate bergazi uh, he, well, he says in every relationship, there's a person that loves fun and there's the fun killer. In, in this relationship, who's the fun killer of the group? Who's the person that has all the fun ideas? And who's the other person that has to bring them back to reality every once in a while? Well, I'm going to have, I'm going to let Yenny answer it first, but it's just <laughs> funny for that you mentioned this analogy for relationships because when we were at our conference with all of the other GMs and owners, we heard from one of our friends there that I guess people thought that we were, we, I, we either introduced ourselves as partners or someone introduced <laughs> us as partners. And so people thought we were actually in a relationship together. And it was like, no, we are simply just both owning this team and our friends as well. But yeah, like we're, we got a, we got a professional relationship. Like, I guess it's hard to acknowledge, but anyway, we, we would go. never presume on this show. We're not, we're not, yeah. we're not into that. <laughs> There's no assumptions around these parts. <laughs> yeah. Gosh, that's, that's a hard question. Um, 
I really don't feel like there's a strong answer, but my thought would be that maybe I'm slightly the fun killer. Is that what you think, Kayla? I don't know. I was actually going to say, I know there's not like you have to have one or the other, but I feel like we are good at being the opposite when the other person needs it. If that's a thing. I was going to say after we try to answer the question that I think we have a different kind of um, balance that is really good. Like I think that, and we, Kayla, we've talked about this and I think you described it to someone as well, like pretty well. I don't know. Do you remember? You can say it. You said it better than me. Yeah. I I feel like when it comes to, to talking to people or like kind of explaining ourselves, I feel like Yenny is always going to be that person that kind of gets you right in the feels. Like she's just so heartfelt and genuine. You just, it's easy to understand the perspective and, and her why. And I feel like me on the other hand, and maybe it's a little bit of my marketing experience, but I more have like a succinct and and maybe robust vocabulary to talk about things. So when she's approaching it with just like her passion and her intentions, I feel like I can sometimes approach things with a little bit more of a business mind. And in, in the sports world or soccer for both of us specifically, it works out that we we have similar experiences, but I think we also respect each other so much that if someone has like a, a fun idea, then it's hard for the other person to just like completely shoot it down. It's more of like a, well, like, okay, how do we work with this? How do we talk about doing that? I don't think either of us can fully, we can't kill each other's fun because there's also, I think enough of us, enough inside of both of us that are like, Ooh, that kind of does sound fun. Like maybe I'm interested. Let's just, let's think about all the context that goes about these things that we want to do. Yeah. It's almost weird that I feel like I, I get like what you were saying, Nick, with the, someone being the fun one and someone not, but I, I feel like we're very similar. Like we, we've both <laughs> gotten excited about things and we'll get excited with each other, but we always are like, I don't feel like we're ever really too high or too low. Like there's been times where maybe we've been a little bit low and the other person can like bring in a little humor. And I, I feel like we're both able to do that. And so I don't know. I feel like there's been a good balance. Yeah. We're just, that, we're just perfect. This, we're, perfect breaking stereoty- we're breaking stereotypes. Yeah. You can have two yeah. people who you are can fun. Have two people who are both fun and not fun. Yeah, both yeah. can have fun and also kill the fun simultaneously. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, that's awesome, though. I mean, I think it just shows that, like, especially when you're going through something that's as big as building a soccer club, it, I mean, you almost need to have that um, level set within yourself that, hey, like, there are going to be things that we can do and things that we can't do. And and I, I, li- I really liked what you guys talked about earlier about trying to make it as professional as possible because you guys both have great experiences. And I think that's what this next group needs coming through is to have those experiences and also to learn you guys being able to learn. And we all talk about it when we have our own coaches, like, and now that we are all coaches, you have coaches that you learned a lot from and you take with you. And you also have coaches that you're like, I'm never taking a single thing that that coach did. And it was a terrible experience. And 
I think for you guys, it's kind of nice having the professional experience you have because you can take things that you really liked from your professional experiences and use it with what you're doing, but also take things you're like, yeah, that was terrible. And I never want anyone after me to ever go through that again. Yeah. I would say too, with within this idea of having it be really community focused, I think one of the things that I'm excited to see is is potentially offering opportunities for players who would have never considered um, like a professional career or or they just life happened or they got a job because they like their job or just they moved back to town and, and didn't really know the next step for soccer or they just competed in high school or played at a D3 school or just whatever anyone's level is. We want to be a place where they could potentially play at a high and competitive level. And the league I think is, is, I don't know their timeline, but they're aiming towards like complete, having a complete professional level within the next like year or two, I think. So being able to give players an opportunity to look at soccer in a different light, having it be arena and not outdoor 11 v 11, but then also give them the chance to say, I'm a mom. And I can play at a high level still, or I graduated college three years ago and I'm a full-time nurse, but I want to give some time to playing the sport and get fit again and, and work towards it. And that's what I feel like. Those are the types of stories that we've had on the previous teams that we played for. And we want to be able to bring to the Louisville area for other players that might not have followed the exact experience we had. Or well, and how many I'm an engineer. Yeah, I want to play. <laughs> but yeah, how many missed opportunities might there have been for players? Because obviously, there's a super limited number of NWSL spots. So, like for you guys, you it, like if you and like Aaron, you did play in the NWSL. But it's just like if you're not in the NWSL, it's kind of like you do have to go over overseas. And so, what? How cool can we make it to the fact that like people can actually stay here and continue to be professional soccer players? Like that's awesome. Yeah, I'm. I think you're we're right in the midst of continuing to see the women's game just expand and flourish. And for me, this, this indoor, this professional arena league is, is just part of that like expansion out. And you're seeing it now with the USL having a professional league starting next year for women. And it's, it's happening everywhere. And I think my experience playing indoor competitively in years prior was, yeah, it, it was a place for me when I was overseas playing. I'd come home in the off season and then, wow, I had a place where I could compete with other females at a high level and stay fit and stay ready. At that time, that's what that was for me. But but as the indoor arena league is growing, it it really it wants to position itself as not just this thing on the side. Like it wants to be um, like a primary thing. And I think it has the ability to, to do that and to have players look at that as like, wow, this is another outlet, another avenue, another pathway that I can pursue the sport. And that, you know, there's, there's a lot of players that maybe, maybe they weren't like the best player and outdoor, but they're like, they're an, a phenomenal player indoor, or maybe they're not a really good player indoor, but they really excel outdoor. So, you know, there's different traits, I think, that lend itself to those different types of the game. Um, but really, I mean, indoor, it's it's just fun. It's super entertaining. I just think it has so much um, potential to 
have people, you know, really love watching it. And I also, Kayla and I have had the opportunity to, to represent Team USA on the mini football uh, or arena um, national team. And we played some friendlies down in Mexico last year. And then the year before that, um, I got to play in the first women's mini football world cup that was held in Ukraine. Um, and so that experience, seeing seeing how the game is growing in Europe as well, it's just, we're just like barely tipping, you know, on the iceberg for what is going to come, I think, and what we're going to continue to see. Um, so it's really just cool that we can kind of jumpstart that here in our own city and not only grow the game locally, but grow this the arena game nationally and then be a part of that growth internationally as well because it's all happening all at the same time what uh for for you kind of i i get got to go to tryout so it's like being able to kind of see this like in firsthand experience uh and whatnot what are moments that from the tryouts to now a, a few weeks of practicing because i mean Yes, you're a, a protein, but you know the, the things that you guys are facing of you know training once a week, trying to find more facilities, more time. What is something that you ideally, you know, maybe by mid-season or by the start of the next season? Okay, hey, we want to make sure we have this locked down uh, going into it. So, kind of like, what have you learned already that you want to make sure going forward you have uh, you have established? Do you want me to take that one? I can. You you can take that one. You probably I have mean, the list in your head. We no, I don't. Left. I'm just gonna like whatever I feel like comes out comes out. But you can you can comment as well. But I I'd say for sure facility has been one of the biggest hurdles for us. Um, right now we're training once a week, but we need to be training more than once a week, and our once a week training is an hour um, on the field. So that that has been tough and i think that was the advice when we first started talking about this was make sure you can find a facility partner because it's in the, in the winter time every youth team is trying to or is going to be using an indoor space and trying to get on it and then you'll have you know adult leagues playing as well and so and and just renting space is expensive and so just starting up um it that's been that's been probably the biggest hurdle so i would say knowing that moving forward is like that probably be one of the first things we want to make sure we figure out um like next season as well um and i mean this year is just you know we're just starting brand new so doing a tryout like we we bring the players in but the the team itself is going to is going to grow and there's going to be players coming in and out like players are here in town and then they're not, or they're coming back. And so it's just going to be, I think a little bit of a, um, yeah, like a changing group potentially in the next, the season and in the next year. And it's just going to take time to kind of like figure out, um, that aspect a little bit, but, um, I don't know, Kayla, do you have any other thoughts on that? I was just going to say that one thing, the the idea of thinking about season next year that I get excited about is the idea of having more time to get sponsors and, and grow relationships with, with people that could potentially be on our jerseys or get a banner in our home arena or anything like that. We're still actively looking and we're going to need sponsors in order to um, keep going further with this plan. But I think the idea of having more time to really grow those relationships and, and have a product 
to show for it uh, gets me excited because I think there's I think there's a lot of businesses in the area that would be interested in it. But a little bit right now, I think, is it's hard to fully understand what we're even doing sometimes we have to explain from top to bottom exactly who we are and and what arena soccer is and all the ins and outs but uh getting some more time to potentially have those relationships have those conversations and and get maybe some strong partners for next year is an exciting idea but also yeah okay going into that because the way you're explaining because now that you say that and kind of knowing what i know a little bit behind the scenes because it felt like you guys had tryouts and then it was like the league meeting to get everything. So it feels like you guys were able to put a team together right before everything started. So you're kind of like playing, playing by ear yeah. as you're going here, but that's going to set you up for massive success next year. We're going to go, okay, we've got time to look for this. Now uh, we've got time to put this in place. So we want to, let's go try to find this uh, for, for the club. Yeah. So it's like, you're going to, and I know because Aaron gave me a very good heads up on how competitive she is about this upcoming season. So it's like, y'all going to go kill it in your first year with like everything that you've gotten so far. But then when you've got the whole off season to like get yourself back prepared, like everybody needs to look out. Like it's, it's a wrap. The triumph is, is triumphing over yeah. everybody. <laughs> well, that's part of this conversation too, is we, we really had probably since the end of last PASL season, which would have been the end of March to make a decision on if we wanted to make a team in Louisville and, and start having those conversations. And I think both of us just loved our experience at the team that we had played for. So it was really hard for us to visualize what our, what a season would look like with the team that we're creating. And, and, you know, we didn't know the beginnings of how to even create a team. So there was a lot that went into it. And I feel like we were a little bit late to the game and making that final decision. It took us maybe like three months of just kind of, I don't know. Like, do you want to make a team? I don't know. What, what do we I feel think? like it took longer than that. And honestly, I'm like, surprised I, you didn't like write it down on a piece of paper. Do you want to make a team circle? Yes or no. And then like, yeah. split it to her, and then like waited patiently in the corner of the classroom. She writes, I don't know. Circles. <laughs> that that was literally, that was it though. Kayla, that was it. Like I, and like I alluded to before, I really needed, I, I got back from, I retired last summer. I came back to Louisville. I was actually on staff with the U of L women's soccer team as director of player development. So I came back, I hopped right back into a soccer season, was on the soccer field every day. Then I started playing with this other team in Cincinnati in the winter for the winter season. And March came around and I was fried. I was like, I need an actual break from soccer, like mentally, emotionally, physically, all the things like I need a break. And so that's part of the reason why the delay happened. And once I finally kind of came around to um, just feeling in a better place about that mentally, I felt like I had the the energy stores and like I said, just the passion back a little bit. That's when we got started and, and it was really late. And that was part of why also we've, we've um, intentionally decided to do this season as a as a reduced season so normally the the season is 12 games and we're going to be playing between four and six games um so because we knew it would just it would be a lot um and it's a lot to figure out in a short amount of time but what we really wanted to do was establish ourselves to get a name for ourselves out there to start building our our player base um to put on some good performances and to get the community excited about what we're doing and hopefully be able to like Kayla said have the year as well to just um build a lot of those relationships and prepare to come in 
to a, a more, a little bit more organized season next year. But that being said, I mean, I have full intentions of us being super competitive this year. I think we will be super competitive this year. Um, and so that's just exciting. I just hope that we have the, um, you know, we market ourselves and we get ourselves out there so people know about us and can start to watch us even right now. So we're, we're patiently awaiting the schedule to come out. And when we do, we're going to be even busier because we'll have lots of things to specifically plan and to, um, market ourselves for. So that's like, yeah, on the horizon coming up really soon. How dope is the schedule calendar going to look like? Like, I'm sure Kayla's already got, like, designs in her mind. I'm nervous about all these graphic design situations because I <laughs> I worked in – I did graphic design in, in my previous role, and I have some experience in it. But I know I know a lot of people at UofL that work in graphic design, video, photo, and it's just, like, I can't – like, they're professionals. I'm just messing around over here. So whatever, whatever is going to show up, like, everyone just – be nice. Just say it's great. Okay. That's literally like, what, that's I think literally what literally... I say about my own like social media and graphic design presence. It's like, everybody's professionals. Just let me do my thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, like the message, double tap and just move on. That's all I need. No, Kayla has done a phenomenal job. And honestly, we wouldn't be, I, I wouldn't be feeling as good about where we are without those skill sets that she has, because you know, when you can like see something, it makes it real. And you're like, yeah. Oh, like, that that looks like something that we want it to feel we want it to emit a certain feeling or emote a certain feeling and and so Kayla's been able to do that and and just having that like not have to ask our brother's friend's sister to do so like it's just oh Kayla can just whip up whatever it is like she made a whole stinking business plan in like a day and I was like this is amazing like how did you do this um (laughs) And just things like that. I mean, it's it's been an awesome skill set for sure. Yeah, it's been fun working together because I feel like some of the some of the requests I am like, oh, if anyone else asked me that right now, I would just say absolutely not. Go figure it out <laughs> yourself. Come on. But with Yenny, I'm just like small little eye roll. And then two seconds later, I send her the updated thing. (laughs) And then she's like, why are you even complaining? You did this in two seconds. It doesn't even take you that long. And I'm like, well, it's just we got to complain a little bit. Have I ever said that? I've always been tried to be understanding. And and then when we get in the text battles back and forth and you go, you'll send me like an image of something. I'll be like, move the, can you move the yellow thing a hair down? <laughs> and then so, we'll go back and forth a few times. And then I'll say, I'll, I'll just text. Them, I'm like, I'm sorry. We shouldn't do this like this way. I know you hate that. Or like, I know you're mad. Well, let's talk about it in person next time we see each other. Cause I know she's just fuming and I feel <laughs> terrible, but she, but then she keeps sending them back to me. So I'm like, you want my feedback. You're asking for my feedback. So I'm going to give you my feedback. So Aaron, you need to take Nick's role. So the way you two are with this is the very the same how he and I are. So like I'll make the stuff and I just send it to him and he's just like, that looks great. And I don't know if he's saying <laughs> it just so that I don't talk to him anymore. Or he's like, <laughs> yeah. literally like, I can't do any better. So yes, go with that. Uh, Both of those answers. <laughs> so I think if it, Nick will look at it. I'm sure the same way you will. My whole job is to make Nick look like a superstar. Kayla's whole job is to make you and the team and the club look like superstars. So the fact that we're even doing it is <laughs> yeah. making you uh, look like uh, look like superstars. Um, for both of you, this is a question that we always ask on the show. And I, I don't know if Kayla actually remembers this in our time talk where I was like, 
this is during the, our 3v3 tournament. I was like, oh, hey, <laughs> you should be on my podcast. Um, so we'll, we'll change it to either playing or coaching. It's up to you. But either playing or coaching, if you could describe your playing style or coaching style with a song, what song is it? Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I Just even, like the question. I even gave you the heads up like two months ago that that's, that was a question. Oh, yeah. well, you know, I don't take notes when I'm coaching because I'm, you know, too busy coaching, of course. Like, I just can't even. I'm just kidding. That's the, that's I the perks. I, that's the perks. I get to like walk around while they actually coach. <laughs> You've had, you had to coach this season. You were coaching. That is sure. That you is true. big coaching. <laughs> so much for that um, volunteer. I, just help out, put cones down. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but the first one that came into my head was Don't Stop Believing by Journey. Okay. Which is like not always my vibe from a just, I mean, it's a good song, but like I just wouldn't, it's not a new. It's a very it's, Iowa song. Yeah. You know, and it's not like one of that I re really listen to, but I feel like maybe I like it because from a coaching perspective and something that I'm learning as a player, when I am doing this as a coach is just being able to have like a lot of self-confidence and I feel like that's one of the biggest pieces of feedback in even with individual coaching that I think parents say. And and I don't know if it's only because of, you know, we're, we're female coaches. So I think players do have the opportunity to see something that they could be in the future when they're young girls playing soccer. But I feel like a lot of parents give the feedback of, oh, my kid grew so much in confidence this this fall or working with you or whatever. And I feel like and my mom reminds me of this too. If you can be so nice and confidence building with your players, like why can't you do it to yourself? What like what's stopping you from saying the same thing to yourself that you say to a player after they make a mistake shooting on goal or something? So I feel like that's been maybe like the idea of, you know, not stopping believing in yourself and making sure that you always have confidence is something that I try to do as a coach and also try to remind myself as a player. All right, Aaron, what about you? The song that came to mind for me as a player would be A Sky Full of Stars by Coldplay. What? And, I, and I'm, maybe I'm, that... Maybe I'm, that not, I'm not a Coldplay person, so I'm, I'm just assuming <laughs> slow piano music. Like, no, it's like, it's kind of a mix. Like, it's like, sing it, sing it. Sky, we're a sky full of stars. Yes. I think, think I, I saw you. you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay, goes, karaoke time is going. So it has <laughs> no, like no, a stop. little bit of a a little bit of like a um calming like aspects and calming start, but then it kind of like builds and builds a bit, and then it's just like it's super intense. Um, but I think that does kind of capture me as a player because my whole life people have always given me the feedback that I'm very calm on the ball. Like I emit like a calming presence when I'm both on the ball and off the ball and I'm on the field. Um, but at the same time, like I'm intense about it and like, I'm so super competitive and I will, I will vocally show that competitiveness. Um, so I think that that's why that song is kind of like a blend of those two things. And then I think as a coach, um, to be totally honest, I just, I haven't had, I haven't coached a team myself before I've helped out with some high school teams, but 
the coaching that I have done has been, like I said, with one-on-one or small group training. And I've, I've had a little bit of a mix, I feel like, of my identity as a coach. Like when I've trained some girls before that maybe were at a lower level, I feel like I'm very, very nurturing, like very um, positive. I, I think I'm super positive, but then I also get in some coaching situations like, you know, I don't know, even with the triumph at times, it's like when I realize that I have some people that I can push, then my intensity comes out. And now it's like, I'm not putting up with the the no effort like that doesn't really fly and then I'll kind of let people know so I I don't know what song that would be <laughs> sounds it sounds that like as a the coach song. I was gonna think something like more into like it's a little rage against the machine or something like no I'm something. not that intense like I'll do it in like a nice way <laughs> oh, people probably. who know me would probably agree this it's funny how this happened because the more just like uh, the description of the difference between us is she's looking at it from like the vibe of the song or like the sounds of it and i was strictly thinking about the words that were in the song we didn't give specific instructions is, to say what's, I know. what song describes it isn't that so funny that is like i just feel like they're like we're there's two two kinds of people like you're uh it, there's actually that's the the Myers Briggs things it's like you're if you're uh the Let's N versus S Myers Briggs you're right an now. We'll N versus an S you're a sensor and I'm an intuitive because I'm all about the feels and you're about the details. <laughs> Yenny, we're on a podcast. This is a Becky Burley conversation that's happening right now. <laughs> I'm letting the world know. Be- Becky, <laughs> whatever we talk to, so Aaron, always Aaron, bring what, up Aaron, what are you in the Myers Briggs? I'm an ENFP. Okay. I mean, ENTJ. Okay. We got <laughs> we got two that are the same. Do you know what you are, Kayla? I remember on one of our two-hour drives, we talked about it. And I think I did it. Oh, I think we were, I was like a ESFP or something. Yeah, that sounds like it could be right. You don't even know, Sean, bro. Have you ever taken one? No. <laughs> we'll no. send you the link, Sean. We'll yeah. send it to you. I feel, I feel like when we had Becky on the show and she was talking about, cause she does a lot of these, these, those testing and stuff like that with players from her time at Florida. Um, I feel like she told me what I would be and I couldn't say no, just cause it was like, what's well, it's Becky. I'm just going to say You're definitely yes. an E. We'll, we'll definitely, we'll go. What we'll is go it? What is e, e for sure? Uh, like ex, like an extrovert. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. I'm sorry. Like people can't see it. Cause obviously it's a podcast, but like I've been, unpolitely scarfing my face with an entire hot and ready uh while we're sitting here recording this so, yeah, <laughs> i would say that or i guess it goes you said extrovert right yeah my wife says i'm extra is that like the same thing yeah, pretty much. <laughs> not not re- not technically no but <laughs> See, this, is, this is why i married an english major uh because she tells me what words mean uh <laughs> The, the broadcasting <laughs> major, I just say them. I don't know what they mean. I just, I just, I just get paid to say them. But um, as we kind of like wrap up here, you know, like for you, both of you, what is kind of the, you know, the next step and, you know, whether it's with the triumph or maybe it's within your own, you know, I know Aaron, you kind of talked about, you enjoy kind of more on the coaching side of things, that more detailed personal training type thing, you know, is there, do you want to try to get to coaching a team at some point or, you know, like, you know, kind of what's the what's what's kind of the future plans? This is our, a new segment that we're going to start doing this season, where it's called "Speak It Into Existence," where what you want to happen, you're going to say it, you're going to put it out there in the universe. Someone's going to listen to this, and they're going to help make it happen. I love that. 
I really love that. Um, I would say um, I knew when I retired that the next thing for me to figure out or what I really was super important for me to figure out was how am I going to take all the things that I did and do something with it? And how am I going to give back to the game? And how am I going to give back to other, to just to younger players? And that's kind of been always in the back of my mind since I got back was what, what's that going to be? What avenue is going to take me there? And I thought about getting my, my coaching license when I got back this past spring and, um, just to have that and maybe pursue a coaching opportunity to see how much I liked it. And not that I thought I would go into that full time, but just to be able to like, you know, as Kayla's doing coach a team and maybe still have a job as well. But um, I think I just, I really enjoy the mentoring side of, um, of just uh, around the game. And so However, I can do that, whether that's speaking to teams, whether that's just building relationships with younger players through the triumph and building relationships with younger um, players and helping them grow and giving them uh, just an environment where they can look up to older girls and, and women and see strong, confident women who are that they can see themselves in and see them pushing themselves like these are women who who push themselves in life and also in the sport of soccer and just how important that is to have people like that to look up to I just know that's just a really big deal and so I think my future plans are just to help um make that happen in whatever environment I'm in and wherever that is going to take me but that's something that I'm going to always make sure I do um, is just to be able to share what the game has given me back to younger players. And like I said, just hope, hopefully be able to mentor players along the way with that. What about you, Kayla? Speak it into existence. Yeah. So I am still, like I mentioned, still in the player mindset. It's funny because I remember being close to ending my college career and Yenny had been playing for a couple of years already. And I remember just talking to people and hearing about her still playing at, at the age of 27. And it was like, Oh my gosh, why is she still playing and doesn't have a job? That's so crazy. But now it's like, I'm that age. And I'm like, I'm only getting better. I feel like I <laughs> am learning more about the game and my body is feeling more fit than I have before. And so it's just like, I'm definitely still in the player mindset. Um, I feel like obviously it'd be a dream to play here in the States, whether that's in the NWSL or in the Super League that's coming. Um, those are always things that I, I've had the opportunity to train with some teams, but haven't had anything more than that. So that would be a dream to stay in town but or stay in the country. <laughs> But uh, without that, I'm still looking to play outside, potentially overseas. Um, and then in the meantime, yeah, from a, from a coaching perspective, I'm still still coaching those little girls. I got 2014s, and so uh, I'm excited to see. Yeah, uh, Sean, they were almost undefeated the whole season. They lost one game in the regular season. My team. I mean, what can I say? Because what you were your little corner of the field that you always I know. use. That restricted like the corner. Area. 
Yeah, the kids just love that corner. But anyway, um, yeah, so I don't know from a coaching perspective. I think I'm just kind of enjoying the team that I have right now. I'm not trying to put too much pressure on it. I'm still, like I said, still in the player mindset. And so hopefully something can happen there. All right, so as we wrap up here, one thing that you know that we like to doing with the show is it, it's all about connections. It's a network. It's more than a show. It's about getting people connected and whatnot. So someone's probably listening to this whole episode right now, and they're going, okay, I got to know more about the Triumph. I've got to know more about Aaron. I got to know more about Kayla. What's the socials? What's your guys' handles? That way people can can go on and, and follow the club, follow you, uh, and follow this journey that uh, that you get, you all are on. Well, I'll go. I'll say I'll say the Louisville Triumphs, and then I'll also say mine. Uh, Louisville Triumph is on Instagram. Louisville Triumph FC. Don't forget that FC. We're a football club here, baby. Um, but Yo, then, that needs to be a T-shirt. I know. Um, but we're also going to have a Facebook one day soon. Just keep your eye out for that. And that'll also probably Louisville, be Louisville Triumph FC. Um, my handles on everything is KK Dick. That was a – my last name's Dickerman. I don't know if I had to preface that, but – yeah, it's, it was a fun little nickname I got in middle school, and I've had it ever since. So that, that's okay, on that's, Instagram, that's acceptable. Twitter. Yeah, it wasn't like last week that I just decided to call myself that. <laughs> but you can follow me on all the things there. Will you put that as like the name on your jersey? I know, I should. That's so, what we should social, me- social media handles as the name on jerseys. Look, Sean, don't get me going with this creative style stuff. We'll be here all night. I'm sure I'm going to get a text message after we're doing, doing this. But yeah. <laughs> Um, I also wanted to mention that Kayla made a great website and uh, we're just waiting on me to finish editing it before on, we release Aaron. it into Come the on, wild. Aaron. But that's going to be soon within the within the week, I believe. Um, it's on my to do list. And that is Kayla. What's the I don't want to get it wrong. It's Louisville Triumph dot com. Easy enough. But, no, you just, but you just told us. No don't FC forget the FC. <laughs> Look, the the domain situation was more more complicated than we have time for. Okay, so it's just <laughs> okay. So website is going to be LouisvilleTriumph.com, um, coming very very soon. And then my Instagram is at e yen yeni, which is e y e n y e n i. My last name is Yeni, so my college nickname was Yen Yen. So. Um, I think that's when that happened. Um, yeah. What and I, I still call say? her Yenny. I don't know. The, I might have called her Yenny throughout this whole show. but uh, That's a transition that I didn't mention on here. But it is a transition that my entire life since high school, soccer, basketball, everything, and then playing in college, and then every team post-college, I'm always known by my last name. Everybody Same. calls me Yenny. Yenny, Yenny, Yenny. And so, and, but when I'm in my own, the professional world or when I'm just out in the real world and I'm meeting people, I don't Doing introduce engineering myself stuff. as, <laughs> no, I don't inter- introduce myself as Yenny. I introduce myself as Aaron. So now I'm like, these worlds are combining where now I'm like starting a team and, but yet I'm still like being a player sort of. And so I'm, people are asking what my name is and I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> you can call me Aaron or Yeti, but it's it's weird because now I have people in that environment calling me both. And then some people don't know who what my name is because or they'll sit here my name, not know who they're talking about. So anyway, that's not really that important. But no one cares, no, it's, it's bro. Super I, I just like how your name is the same for your last name is the same forward and backwards, correct? Yeah, do you know what that's called? Uh, oh shoot. Uh there's a word for it. 
anagram. Uh, no. Uh, oh, shoot. It's in like that the- sounded right. It's not. But do you want to know the first letter? <laughs> uh, yeah. Give me the first letter. P. Oh, shoot. That didn't help at all. I'm like thinking Da Vinci Code. Like, I feel like I've seen P-A. that. Movie. Pantagram? Pantagram? Mm, P-A-L. Now you'll get it. No, that didn't help at no? all. Are you smart? Oh, palindrome. Palind- yeah. Yeah, that was it. Awesome. Wait, awesome. That's that? Yeah, palindrome. Palindrome. A palindrome. This is, so that's like my favorite place here is called Aza Pizza because it's pizza spelled backwards. Right? Is that what, oh, it, what it is? I didn't even know that one. And I take pride in the fact that I know some palindromes. Wow. Azip. I like that. It's a great, great place, yeah. by the way. Great place for pizza. Great place for yeah, pizza. Yeah. I was going to mention, too, we haven't even talked about this. And I know you were finishing up, Sean, so I wanted to mention it before everyone got off. But Sean has been helping us with the triumph. And we Woo! talked about ourselves the whole time without even dropping that in there, that Sean is involved in the triumph. I, I, I don't know if Yenny wants to talk about it because I'm I'm a player. I'm a GM, but also a player, I guess, technically. <laughs> so Yenny, you can talk more about uh Sean's connection. Yeah, we Kayla Kayla through Kayla's connection with Sean. That's how I met Sean. Um found out he was sort of interested in being a part of our season and helping us coach. And so we had a couple conversations and just learned more about him. And I felt like this would be a really positive person to be involved in. Also, I know he seems pretty excited about learning about the uh, arena game as well. And it's so fast. again, another opportunity, yeah, for us to just help grow the game. And um, so, yeah, he came out, came out to trials to help out. He's going to be coming to, to trainings and um, getting to know the players. And so we're just, yeah, really excited and thankful that he wants to be involved. What started off as just, you know, when Kayla kind of brought up, oh, you know, we're doing this thing. I was like, oh, I, you know, I get whatever you need help with. Like, you know, let me know. Like, it's, it's a super cool thing. In my mind, I'm thinking like social media, making some graphics, doing some designs and things like that. And I think that's even kind of like what I had said. And Kayla's like, oh, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. And then it was like two days later, Kayla sends me a text, start off my day. Hey, what'd you think about like coaching? I was like, I, I've never thought about like coaching indoor. Um, and then Aaron and I had a good chat and I was just like, hell yeah. Like this sounds super cool. So, um, yeah, excited to yeah, be a this part is, of it. This is a warning to anybody who comes up to me and says, yeah, I'll, I'd love to help whatever you need because I take whatever you need and I run very, very fast with it. I can attest to this. <laughs> I can attest to this. I love when people say that because I'm like, you know what? I need I a take lot. advantage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like There's... prove yourself. <laughs> right. Like I said, I mean, I was, my whole idea was just like, you know, helping from afar and, you know, just kind of whatever help they may need promoting and, and things like that. Um, even though like knowing like Kayla's background and, and marketing and, and graphic design and stuff like that, it's just funny. Like I can, I can do some things from afar and send some emails and, you know, text them things that they can post and whatnot. And then, you know, Kayla, I guess thought about it for 24 hours. Like, all right, how can I exploit this? Yeah, um, it was and... it was helping out from a near, not from afar. Well, you know, Here. it is what it is. Uh, no, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, just the whole, I, the, the moment I saw the um, the Instagram post, like announcing it, you know, just again, you know, seeing the phrasing of, you know, empowering badass females. I just like jumped. I was like, All right, like, how can, how can I help? I think 
probably my problem is I was throwing it out there like, hey, if you want somebody to help out, I would love to help out however you see fit. Um, and then it turned into like two different positions in like three different days. Uh, but no, I'm, I'm excited about it. I, I think too, it's like the the indoor game. I got Aaron and I were talking about this. Uh, I was actually coming home from a recruiting trip. So Aaron and I had like a whole hour and a half to like chat about it. And I was just like, you know, like I've played indoor and I guess, you know, like in adult leagues, you're not really coaching, but like you are kind of coaching players while you're playing. Um, but like, yeah, there is a whole like pro style to the indoor game and you know how that can translate to um you know the team i'm working with with brescia it's like right like what can i pick from here that can go here and i I think the cool thing that aaron and kayla have done is they've gotten some really good coaches that are helping i'm not putting my i'm not a part of that you're a part of that but yes you are coach no they've got really good coaches that are that are you know doing a good job with the training and i'm just kind of like in the back of my notebook um, <laughs> and writing things. So, so it's like during tryouts, you know, Aaron's introducing everybody and I'm just over there with my little Duke book. just kind of like writing stuff. And they're like, oh, that's Sean. And like slight delay. <laughs> Hi, how's, how's it going? And, you know, going right back to, right back to my book. And so I, it's, it's something, you know, I'm, I'm a person of, I always like new ways to, to learn things and how can I collaborate um them and and being a part of the triumph is is i think something that's that's gonna be super dope we'll just see if uh you know at some point i'm gonna invoke my contract of like designing team gear and coaches gear stuff like that um, oh yeah hey kayla can... and i kayla and i have already texted each other red hoodies because so that aaron that is nick's gimmick i don't have any pictures of him without a red hoodie on i have <laughs> never seen him other than his wedding that that's a picture i do have where he does have a red hoodie his wedding is the only time I have never seen him wearing a red hoodie. Like, so oh, he, wow. when he gets coaching jobs, that's actually something that we make him say during the interview is like, yeah. can I wear a red hoodie? Yeah, uh, not, taking, not taking any coaching jobs that like don't have red in as a primary job. <laughs> <laughs> so it was funny because I, I, w- I was saying this to, to Kayla and she was like, oh my gosh, like, I think we need to do red hoodies for the triumph. And so it's like, all right, like, we got to come up with the design and whatnot. And, uh, We'll have to figure out a way to to get one out to Nick. Yeah, we're you, uh, you know I'd sport that. Oh, for if it's a red hoodie and you get it for Nick, he's gonna wear it. Yeah, like when when we go to convention, I always get red hoodies with soccer chat on them because everybody associates soccer chat with red hoodies because well that's what Nick wears, so that's what we're gonna wear. I thought about changing it up this I year to a different color, but that would go against the gimmick. We got to wear red. So yeah, red. No, hoodie. we and we love red over here, so we're we're Nick. never against someone wearing red. Nick, how do you feel about Red's near cousin Coral? See, I like I'm I I like. Oh, and I gotta look this up. Getting married has like made me more aware of the spectrum of different colors. Like my my wife, like our colors were mauve for our our wedding. So like I mm-hmm. I've become slightly more aware of like the spectrum of colors. I can dog everybody there saw a crap ton of colors at your wedding because it was lit. Yeah, we had 420 people there. So. I believe, actually, with this... They invited 3,500 people. <laughs> yeah. The- that's that's amazing. Oh, my Yo, God. Yo, cool is not a... Iowa, you know. There is <laughs> not a correlation to red with this color. Like, Iowa, like, well, all... Like, my wife's from Iowa. Like, all all you people, like, invite your neighbors that you talk All you people. I know. It really is all us people. My sister's getting married in February in in Cedar Rapids, and it's been... I don't even, it's, 
I don't know cousins and uncles and brothers that are coming out of woodwork. I'm like, yeah. who who knows who here? But exactly. not my problem. Disclaimer it's, it's, of it's, like, it's your guys' fault that we had that. Yeah. Big <laughs> Where I'm put a full disclaimer to people of Iowa that the views uh, shared by Nick Rizzo are not that of everybody. <laughs> yeah, not everyone has soccer chat, specifically me, but I'm judging all. That was people. that was my first time in <laughs> Iowa, and so it was like so funny because like we went to Iowa for the wedding. There was a bar across the street from the church. Yeah, and it was the day of the Champions League final, so it was like trying to watch the game over there, and they had to go over the wedding across the street. Chelsea won that year too. Yes, they did. And I got an amazing jersey out of it that I put a bet on on the show. And then we had to drive to Wisconsin for the reception, which was also lit. And so it was just a it was just a, a lit day in, in my experience with Iowa. I actually think that actually it's it's funny because your wedding got brought up. Um Casey and I were talking about it for whatever reason. And I can't remember if we actually like because we had Quinn had a dance recital. And we drove like through the night, and I know that we stopped to say somewhere, but I don't know if we stopped in Iowa. I'm sure we did. And well, if you like, didn't know, it probably was because that's the only state that you would stop in that you're like, "There's absolutely nothing here. How can I tell it apart from other states?" Because really, the only and thing I knew just... was Davenport, and like I yeah, know, I know Iowa. during, I knew, yes, it is Iowa because I knew that like when we were driving through to the wedding, we actually stopped to get gas in Davenport. I was like, "This is the only thing I know about Iowa is Davenport." Yeah, all you need to know, really, but. I love it. It's nice. It's a new t-shirt. Well, we love Iowa. Nick, you just you just add a little bit of white to that sweatshirt and maybe a teeny <laughs> bit of purple and you have coral. I'm purple. I'm looking at the coral I'm, I'm tone down. here. There's a hundred plus shades of coral. Oh yeah. Yeah, There's but many not shades. a knows. coral. Yeah. Kayla knows because I, I, <laughs> I had to get us the perfect shade of coral. I'm gonna have to see a color code on this. Well, yeah, we got I'll send you the heads. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah we're gonna have merch on our website too. That's a part of the conversation. So that'll be we need, we need name and number t-shirts. Oh, that with would the be social media handles sick. as the names. Be, <laughs> look, we uh we I don't think we get num or names on our jerseys, but we could definitely make shirts that yeah, name and number t-shirts. They they those I think those sell more than jerseys. Kayla and I have already had a merchandise discussion about like pro teams and their merchandise and like things that are good things yeah. that suck and things they need to do more of we did SWOT think, analysis on everything yeah I don't, well, I don't even know what SWOT analysis is but it sounds awesome i don't either but it's like, like uh, corporate talk she's, she's learned corporate <laughs> talk recently what'd she say she says oh i'm heads down like i gotta be heads down right now which means is that like rappers saying they're 10 toes down yeah like, don't yeah. bother me be the correlation I'm, i gotta focus <laughs> Or like, uh, can we align on this? That's a big one. Can <laughs> yeah. we align on this topic? Oh, that sounds like, uh, oh, what was, there was something that Megan said to you, Izzy and I during practice, something about, something about like somehow getting together. I, I can't, re I don't remember the phrase, but I just remember being like, oh, I, I remember that. I don't that like, week. yeah, I don't, I don't like remember, that word. But I, remember. I don't like that word. Just say like, hey, let's talk. I can't remember what it was now. It was at the end of the season too. You guys don't know Megan or Izzy, but we coached with them. I, I put cones down for all three of them. Uh, <laughs> yeah. that, that's what, that's oh what gosh. I add to the, to the value, but no, I, I, you know, obviously we have to end the show at some point. Um, I know that Erin uh, was just talking about how she's a massive night owl. So, you know, she's, she's killing it right now in this, but um, no, we want to thank you, you guys for coming on with us, uh, you know, and talking not just about um, your careers, but you know, talking about the triumph as well, because I think it's, it's something that, um, 
you know, it's going to be a, a big thing, not just for the city of Louisville, but I think for all the people on the roster, I think the people involved. But I think the cool thing is that, you know, there's going to be a group of little girls who are going to come watch the games and, you know, they're going to see those uh, name and number t-shirts in the merch store or whatever, you know, they're going to want, want coach Kayla on the back of their t-shirt, things like that. Um, or we can get yin yin on the back of a shirt, whatever it may be. Um, or just like Yinny spelled backwards as Yinny. Uh, I think that would be a great name for the back of a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah. Actually, that's just a great t-shirt. Put your face yeah. on it. Just Yinny spelled backwards. It's still Yinny. Um, <laughs> but you know, like that's the thing that I think is going to be super cool about this is that it's, it's homegrown, it's grassroots, but it's not just without trying to get like too sexy. Like it's not just a group of dudes doing this. Like Nick and I have always said on this show for years and no one has ever told us, we are trying to figure out what the female version of a dude is. We, no one can tell us because we want to make sure that I, you know, like, Oh, like that's that dude over there. Like I had, a, I had a girl tell me at a camp this week and Nick, you have others. Cause I was like, you know, like what's, what, how would you explain yourself as a person? She goes, Oh, I'm that dude. And I was like, okay. So like, like you're that girl. And she goes, no, I'm that dude. And I was like, great. Like I've been wanting to know what the female version of is, but like, for me, the cool thing is that, you know, Louisville triumph, like literally everything you see of it is female oriented. And I think that that's so dope. You know, not a lot of pro teams can say that. Not a lot of teams can say that, period. And not only are they invested as co-founders and CEOs and GMs and coaches and whatever other front office uh, marketing uh, directors yeah. and whatnot, but they're also playing on the field. So not only are they going to like kick ass in the front office, but they're kicking ass on the field too. And that's why we love Coach Kayla and Aaron. Uh, and that's why we wanted to have you guys on Soccer Chat with us this week. And thank you so much for, for coming on with us. Yeah, thanks for having us. This was awesome. This was super fun. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you.